Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. And we just thank you. We ask you by your spirit, Lord, to touch each and every one that got up this morning to get on this prayer line. We thank you, Lord God, as we come together as one in unity of the Spirit. First, we want to ask for forgiveness for all sin and transgression and iniquity. We ask you, my Father, to cleanse us from the top of our head to the very soles of our feet. Purge us with his and make us white than snow. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we come before your throne, without heads, bowed hearts. We thank you, Lord, because we know that all things are working together for the good. We praise you right now, God, for regardless of what's going on in this world, Lord, we know that you're still in charge. Lord, you're so wonderful. You're doing a two-folded thing right now. You're doing something in your people. And you're doing something in this world. We know the enemy can't do nothing unless you allow it. And we know God, as he came before you asking concerning this coronavirus, you say, do as you will, because you got a plan. And we thank you, Lord, that you told us to go into our house, close the door, and to pray. The world say, that they don't understand. They don't understand what's going on, God, but we know because we know your word. You said in the last days, Lord God, that these things are going to happen. There'll be rumors of wars everywhere. Testament, sickness to diseases, a little shot, diseases. We know these things you said in your word. It don't take us by surprise, Father. We know that you got a plan, and we thank you for it right now, Father, that while your people are sharing with you right now, this is the time that the church will bow themselves down, get into the rim of the spirit, deny this flesh, kill this flesh, and pray for this world. And as we come together as one, God, you said in your word, it's my people that are called by my name will humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways, and seek my face. Then you'll hear from heaven and heal the land. God, we're on our face. We're crying out for this world. For all the hurt and the pain, loved ones that are grieving of losing their children, husbands, wives, friends from this thing called corona. But we know, God, that it's all working together for the good. For the enemy came to kill, steal, and destroy, and he did it for evil. But God did it for the good, that we will be victorious, that he will bring deliverance, and he will heal. We just praise you and worship, O God. So now that we're on our face, we turn down our plates, and we pray, and we seek in your face that you will move in this world. You're hearing so much in the news that's going on, Lord, because you've got a plan. You have people going out right now, Lord, buying Bibles. They said the sale went up 50% of people buying Bibles. We know that's you. They read in the word, and we know the word is life. We know that you're moving, God. People all over the world are praying. All kind of religious people 
praying, but we believe in this last time. This is the day that you're going to let them know I'm the only God, and no one can come to me but by Jesus Christ. We praise you for this opportunity, Lord. Through this time of pain, you're going to raise your people up. We thank you, Lord, that you're drawing men and women to yourself. We thank you, Lord God, for the gifts that you give the church. We praise for all the prophets, the evangelists, the teachers, the apostles, and the preachers. We thank you for them, Lord. We ask you to bless them right now, Father, for they got a heavy load right now. We ask you to anoint and give them great wisdom, knowledge to lead your people and to lead the world, God. The world needs to hear from heaven. We lift their hands up before you right now. Use them, Father God. We help to take the load that they carry. This is why you said if you pray, then I'll move. You just want people to come together, your people that you called out, to be on one accord, on one mind, one heart, unified together. Call it on your name. Oh, God, we thank you for it right now. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for healing. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for all those that are crying out, Doctors and nurses all over this world, God, are crying out. We know that you want to move, Father, but you're getting the church together. You said you're coming back to a church without a spot or a ring or any such thing. We want to be right before you, Lord. And as we come and love one another, and as we come lifting you up, you know you We know you're gonna move. We thank you, Father God. Allowing us to be here this day and this time to experience what you said in your word, God. You said it and we know it. But we know that you said that it will not come near our dwelling, our homes. We know, God, that you say you're gonna save our whole household and know the Rosha and those even from afar. We're so grateful for that, Lord. We're so thankful for God. And we know, Lord Jesus, at this time that we have humbled ourselves, we turned down our plate, and we prayed. Now you're going to hear from heaven. You're going to heal, Lord. You give it a comment, Father God, like a rushing mighty wind. We thank you for this day, Lord. Because we've done our part now, you're going to do yours. And we thank you right now, Father. For the day is Easter Sunday. Hallelujah. The day is resurrection. For the Lord God Almighty had given his son, died on the cross of Calvary for our sins, died and now he has resurrected, sitting on the right hand of God the Father. Making an intercession for the saints. Thank you, Holy God. We can rejoice and be exceedingly glad. We have done our part, Father. We have worked in the ministry, being obedient to the leaders that you put over us, Father. And we ask you, Father, have your way today. Speak to people all across this world that a change is coming. Because we obeyed what you told us to do. We cried out and prayed in this time of shedding. We begin to walk the floors. We begin to turn down our plates. We begin to seek your face, read your word. And you honor unity and oneness. We thank you, Lord, families again to know each other at this time again. Mothers and fathers working, children at home by themselves. But, God, we thank you, Lord God, even the world, you're doing it for the good. Though there's suffering, 
But, God, we know that you're still in charge. We thank you for the government, God, that you are moving, that they are supplying and giving money to different ones. We praise you for that, oh, God. You hear the different things that they're saying on the news about families doing things together. Oh, God, you love family. You love oneness. You love unity. And we're so thankful, Father God. So you're doing a two-folded thing here, God. You're raising up your people to know who you are. Thank you for the building, Father. But, Lord, you want us to know you personally. And to know you personally, we got to hit the floor. we got to pray, kill our flesh, deny ourselves, not have our own thoughts and our own mind, but we got to have the mind of Christ in the name of Jesus. And I praise you for it, Lord, for the victory, Lord, that we have in Christ Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, that you stand up your people. And then when we get up out of this thing, Lord, we're getting up stronger. We're getting up with a new determination. We're getting up with strength. We're getting up with power. We're getting up with more compassion. We're getting up with more faith in the name of Jesus. We praise you, Lord God, for all that you're going to do this day. We thank you for the man of God that will come forth with the word, a word from heaven. Resurrection, hallelujah. It's time to rise up. It's time to live. Hallelujah and rejoice as we raise our hand unto the only wise God. We bless you for it, Father God. We give you glory, Father God, because we know that it's all coming together. We know that this day has been ordained from the beginning. And we thank you for your word that show us there's nothing strange happening. We know by we praying and seeking you, reading your word, that it's a good thing. Yes, many were hurting. But this is the hour, Lord, you're going to raise up your people. And when we come out of this shedding, we're going to run. We're going to run and fulfill and do the work that you call us to do. Being obedient unto our leaders that you put over us. Oh, God, we thank you for it, Father. We praise you, Lord God, that you said weeping has endured for night, but now joy comes in the morning. This is morning time. This is resurrection time. This is time to praise and worship and lift up your hands. For the glory of the Lord has risen upon us. We are so thankful that we know and who we believe. We are so thankful for all the things, the good and the bad. We know it works together. It works all for our very good. For God knows the ways of his people. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to draw man to himself. And I thank you for your word, God, that you say you let it rain on the just as, as well as the un. You love all mankind. This is why you died on the cross of Calvary. You said you love the world so much that you sent your only begotten son. We thank you for your love, my God. We praise you for this day. Easter Sunday. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you for your rising up on Resurrection Day. Thank you, Father. And we just bless your name for all that you do. We know, Father, that you've got us in mind. You've got this world in your hands. And whatever it takes, Lord, you're going to bring men unto yourself. And we're so grateful and so thankful that you are God all by yourself. Am I my brother's keeper? And I want to add my sisters. Yes, I am my brother's keeper. 
God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Hey, beloved, this is your pastor, your apostle, Keith Brooks. I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Hey, happy, happy, happy resurrection unto all of you. Hey, let's continue on at the throne of grace, and let's talk to God and our Father. We want to get into the word of the Lord, and we want to share the word with you. Hey, beloved, this is the day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. What is in it for me, Apostle? An opportunity to give God's name praise, lift him up one more day, and to draw closer to the kingdom of God. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, this again we thank you for another day. We've never seen before. We'll never see it again. We thank you for these, your people, O oh God. We thank you for the prayer of those that are praying. We thank you for the woman of God who prayed. We just thank you for all of your children, God, gathering us on Resurrection Day to lift you up. Because, Father, we trust you. We deliver shata. We believe in you. and We have our confidence in you. Because we know at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Now, Lord, we give you the praise, all of the honor and the glory. Open the very ears that your people may hear. Fill them and cover them in your blood. Fill my mouth with blood that I'll speak life, health, and strength and power unto thy people, O God. We give your name the praise, all of the honor, and all of the glory in the wonderful and matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And all of the hearts of God's people shouted amen and amen. Hey, I bless you today. I want to let you know that Jesus Christ do love you. God love us all. I want to share a word with you that the Lord placed in my heart. Uh, I was driving on yesterday, uh, coming back home from a trip, and I, I saw some things in this world that just kind of perplexed my heart. But it allowed me to know that our God is still able to bless us and deliver it. From the Gospel according to Luke, I'm going to be reading there, chapter 1, and then we're going to the Gospel of John, chapter 20. And then we're going to share the word of the Lord with you, what God has placed upon my heart. And I believe today is your day, for this is the day the Lord has made, and it made it for you and I, because we have the opportunity, beloved, to continue on lifting up the name of Jesus. Here's what the word of the Lord says in the Gospel according to Luke. Chapter 1, beginning in verse number 26. And here's what it says. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin, espoused to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hell! Thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. I love that. When I read that, I read it numerous of times, but something happened to my spirit when I read that. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, the angel, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, thou hast found favor with God. Hallelujah. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. John chapter 20, go with me there. We'll begin reading in verse number 11. But Mary stood without at the sepulchre, crying or weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulchre, the grave, and seeing two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had laid. And they said unto her, listen to the angels, talk to Mary now. Woman, why weepest thou? She said unto them, because they have taken away my Lord. I know not where they have laid him. 
And when she had thus said, she turned herself back. And saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus said unto her, Woman, same thing the angel said. Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She supposed him to be the gardener. And said unto him, Sir, if thou hast bore him hence, tell me that thou have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said unto her, Mary. She turned herself and said unto her, Rabboni, which is a master. Jesus said unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brothers and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and your father, to my God and your God. This is Resurrection Sunday, Easter. I want to talk to you from a fault, from a full wound to an empty tomb. I'll say it to you again. From a full wound to an empty tomb. Churches all over America is empty. So is the tomb today. Our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost to a virgin named Mary, was espoused to a man named Joseph, receives a visitation from an angel from God named Gabriel and tell her that she's going to conceive and bear a son, thou shalt call his name Jesus. Dr. Jerome Cannon believed that every child that is born in the womb of a woman is born with two identities. One we'll call extrovert, the other one was called introverted. Extroverted means that a child is outgoing and has a demanding fault for their needs and they're bold. The introvert are quiet, they're undemanding, they're shy. They don't press their way. Our Lord was born with Two identities. I want you to follow me because uh, you're going to find how full the wound has been in your life. Jesus was outgoing. He was bold. Then there was time Jesus was shy, quiet, pulled away. The wound has always been considered a world. There's walls that protects the child. It is the crib for the baby. It is the blanket of the mother to keep him warm or her warm. In the womb, Jesus learned emotions, feelings, and thoughts. All of these things was placed inside of Jesus. His desire for need was placed in him. When Jesus was born, Jesus came to this world so that you and I would have an example of who God really was. So when God decided to place himself in the womb of a woman, it was given every one of us the opportunity to know God. Here's what the scripture says in the Gospel of John. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father. Watch this. Full of grace and truth. In the womb. 
Jesus was full of the grace and the truth of God. I want you to understand where God is taking you. When we quote scriptures like 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore if any man in the spiritual room, that's women, women, ladies, girls, therefore if any of us be in Christ, we are a new creature. This gives us the power to walk and to interact in the resurrection of God. Hold that thought. We read over in the Gospel of John that Mary goes to the tomb to moan to her Lord. But when she gets there, it's early in the morning. It's yet dark. The stone has been rolled away. Mary heart is heavy. Mary mind is wandering. Mary is revealing in her mind the force of the past, how they have crucified him, how they beat him, how they mocked him. Now they have come to the tomb and stole him away. Those that will come and moan at the gravesite would have no monument of moaning. There is no place to say, this is where the Lord lay. Back on the first Mary, when she conceived and bore Jesus, God had placed everything inside of her to come to this world to give you an eye, strength and power to live through crises like this. Jesus was no different from any other child. He grew as other children. He played. Mary had to change diapers. She had to give him pacifiers. She had to give him a bottle to drink. She had to breastfeed him. Jesus was normal like any other child. Why did God allow her womb to be full, full of a man himself? Because he recognized that you and I was going to need the example in time like this. How in the world can the clay say to the pot, why have thou made me this way? In other words, God is saying to you and I, I gave you an example from the womb of a woman. Walk with me. Because as he began to grow, starting at 12 years old, everything that he received from his mother, from his father, now he's sitting in the temple of God talking with the doctors and the lawyers expounding upon God. Can you imagine seeing a 12-year-old child sitting in the midst of doctors and lawyers, preachers, bishops, and apostles, and instructing them on what the Word of God says? All of this beloved was placed inside of Jesus. The Bible says that Isaiah arose every morning early and I gave ear to God. Morning by morning, he taught me. In other words, I became more wiser than my teachers at 12. Now Jesus began to grow. And everything that he learned from the Father, everything that he received from his mother, he's beginning to operate in those things. You and I grow in extroverts. Some of us are introverts. But we have the mindset to either go out bold and accomplish or we're shy, quiet, and reside in residence. Say that we're reserved. 
I believe that the God that we serve have placed inside of us both power and weakness. As Jesus began to grow now, we miss out on the years from 12 years old until 30. Almost 18 years is unaccountable for What was Jesus doing during that time? Preparing himself for ministry. Preparing himself to walk with God. Working as a natural man with his father. Not only was he a carpenter and a craftsman, that word carpenter extended more to brick mason, stone mason. Jesus was skillful in every area of his life as a stone cutter, as a bricklayer, as a carpenter laying wood. While those 18 years are here, he prepared himself for the ministry of God. I want you to understand you and I must prepare for ourselves. But I want you to know from your mother's womb until this day, God has been preparing you and I for something greater than what we're barking upon, something greater than what we've been doing in our life. Because there's coming a time in our life that we are going to have to die, not only spiritually, but physically. But I want you to know that you've got to die spiritually first to yourself. Now, as Jesus began to grow, Jesus began to think, Jesus began to use every skillful thought that God gave him, every ability, every challenge in his life had been used. Now he's 30 years old, and he's getting ready to do God's will. But there's something got to take place before we do God's will. We got to give up ourselves. And guess what Jesus had to do? He had to yield himself to his cousin. John the Baptist, six months older than Jesus, had been preaching, waiting. Jesus meets John in the river of Jordan. And when he comes to John, he said, baptize me. John said, I have need to be baptized of thee. He said, John, we must fulfill all righteousness. In other words, we got to do it like God say do it. I know who I am. You know who I am because you recognize me from your mother's womb. You will feel in the Holy Ghost. I want to tell you that are listening to me. You've been chosen from your mother's womb. But the day you accept Jesus, your eyes came open to him. But he had been with you all of your life. He was the one that protected you from the accident. He was the one that protected you from all hurt, harm, and danger. He was the one that was covering you. He was the one watching over you. When you didn't have a sense of mind to praise him or to even say thank you, he was always there, like unto Jesus with Mary. Now John baptized Jesus. He gets full of the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says immediately the Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Fasted 40 days, 40 nights, then after he's hung. When he returned, he returned in the spirit and power of the Holy Spirit. I want you to believe and understand, beloved, this time that God has given to us, I want you to take advantage of it because we're headed to a spiritual tomb because when we come out of all this coronavirus and all of this quarantine, we're going to walk out with some power. We're going to walk out with authority. 
We're going to walk out with a deeper dedication. We're going to walk out with a better prayer life. We're going to walk out with a better worship and a better praise because our God is getting us ready to come out. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Now Jesus' life, he began to minister all over Jerusalem, all over Nazareth, all over Galilee. And his name began to spread. People began to turn on the God. They begin to repent and get their lives right. But watch this him. The scribes and the Pharisees cannot take it. They are in a power struggle against Jesus. I shall buy to tell you, there is no power greater than the power of Almighty God. There is no power that can withstand our God's power. No demon, no devil, and no prince of hell can stand against the power of Almighty God. So the Pharisees and the scribes are disturbed. They're in a power struggle. Jesus is winning too many to the kingdom. And they can't stand it because religion is falling. And I believe this time God is turning all of us from religion to a true and living God. We're going to find God. It's not about church or religion. It's about God. The Pharisees are disturbed. They are troubled. So they're going to sign. So now they have to do something. We're going to have to kill him. Yeah, we got to stop the movement. But you can't stop what God has started. You can delay it, but you cannot stop it. I'm talking to somebody that's been waiting on a blessing. It might have been delayed, but it has not been denied, and God has not stopped from blessing you. Here's what they decided to do to Jesus. They crowned him with a thorn crown, pressed it in his head. They beat him all night, but they cast him a nine tail. Body is bloody, blood drinking from his head, and then they put a cross upon him. Now Jesus didn't weigh but 150 pounds. Now he got to carry a cross up Gogotham's hill. The road called Dio Delarosa. Stones everywhere. Some said he was walking barefoot. They're taking his sandals off his feet. Rocks are hurting and piercing his sole of his feet. Blood is everywhere. But he's headed up toward Golgotha's heel to allow them to crucify him. And when he gets to the top of the hill, they slam him on the cross. They take nails and pierce his hand. They take nails and pierce his feet. And then they lift the cross in the air and drop it in a hole three and a half feet deep. And it choked his body. And when they did that, uh, uh, something began to happen to my Lord. Uh, he began to gasp for his breath. Um, blood is already leaving his body. He's weak. He's getting faint-hearted, but there's two things on both sides of him, one to his right and one to his left. The thief on the left said, if thou be Christ, get us all this cross. Command ourselves down. The other one on the other side said, hey, shut up. We deserve what we're receiving, but this man has done nothing. And when Jesus looked toward it right, he said to the thief, looking at it with pierced eyes, what is this you need? The thief said, Lord, remember me when thou come into thy kingdom. Jesus said, this day thou shalt be with me in paradise. And then the Bible said, he cried out, Eli, Eli, my God, my God. Why have thou forsaken me? 
He laid his head in the locks of his shoulders, and he died. And when he died, the veil of the temple was rented. And when he died, the earth began to shake. When he died, the sun, the S-U-N, stopped shining. When he died, darkness fell upon the earth. When he died, everybody began to quake. Even the graves began to quake. Uh, not only did he die, they laid him in a borrowed tomb, the tomb of Joseph of Amethyst, who was a secret disciple of Jesus, who was also a in the Sanhedrin. But guess what? When they laid him there, the Bible tells me that Jesus went down into hell. Ah, beloved, listen to me. Because there he delivered all the patriarchs. There he took the keys of death, hell, and the grave. In hell, Jesus began to start a revolution, start a revival. That all those that have died waiting on him is getting ready to get out of the grave. But guess what? He got up on the third day. Now we got an empty tomb and we call it Easter. Now we got an empty tomb that called Resurrection Sunday. Ah, what happened, oh beloved? Let me help you. On that third day before he got up, he was down in hell delivering. And when he got up, my Bible tells me that all the dead began to walk the streets. Why? Because the first fruit had been resurrected. I stopped by to tell you it was a full wound, but now it's an empty tomb because our God is able to deliver us. Yes, it may be coronavirus. It may be pestilence in the land, but our God is able to keep us. Our God is able to watch over us. Our God is able to heal us. Our God is able to deliver His power in the resurrection. Now, when you and I walk in the resurrection, we're interacting with that power of Jesus Christ. Why should we be so excited about the resurrection? Because in the resurrection, bondage has been broken. Habits have been destroyed. Lives have been changed. In the resurrection, blinded eyes have been opened. In the resurrection, deaf ears have been unstuck. In the resurrection, there's life and life more abundantly. Why is it so important for Easter? Because it was the dawning of a new era. Now, those that will come to him, he will give life and life more abundantly. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. God has saved more sons and daughters after the resurrection than he did before the resurrection. The resurrection gives us power. Power to heal, power to deliver, power to cast out demons, power to speak with new tongues, power. Why should we be excited about an empty tomb? Like the womb, the tomb held the life of a God that you and I deserve and desire to serve so it. I want to say these words to you. Today ought to be a day in your life that you will say to yourself, not another day shall the enemy Lie to me or deceive me or trick me or hinder me or hold me back. I am full of the power of the resurrection. Because in that, when he walked out of the tomb, Mary made it to the tomb now. Heart's heavy, she's gone out of home. They have taken away, my Lord. She wasn't afraid to go alone, neither. She got there and stooped down. The Bible says she looked into the tomb. There was two angels sitting there. 
clothed in white garment, one at the head and one at the feet. Said, woman, why weepest thou? Said, they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. When she turned around, Jesus was standing there. She thought he was the gardener. The one that watched over the garden, the tombs. We use the word cemetery. In the Greek, that word cemetery means the sleeping place of the day. This is the place that we lay those that are asleep. Let them rest. They have a place here on earth. There was a tomb, a memorial. So when she looked at him and thought he was a gardener, she said, if you have taken him, tell me where he's at. Jesus said to her, Mary, woman, why are you weeping? When he called her name, eyes open. The day God's going to call some of y'all names. Spiritually, God going to start speaking to some of y'all. He's going to wake you up in the midnight because you are walking in the power of his resurrection. Quickly, Mary said, Ramona, my master, recognize that he's your Lord. Recognize that resurrection day is important. To every child of God, you ever notice Christmas and Easter, the church is full. People got the mindset, I want to honor his birth and honor his resurrection. They can be looked out on sinners, but they're going to church on Christmas and they're going on Easter. Because they said, I want to honor his birth. And I want to honor his resurrection. God is saying to you and I, honor this resurrection day. You ought to be excited. This is the day the Lord's made. And he made it over 2,000 years ago when he rose from the grave. The tomb is empty, beloved. That means that you and I walks in a power that's greater than what we know. Let's talk to God. Father, it's again, we thank you. We thank you for Resurrection Sunday. I thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice. They may be inside in quarantine like a tomb, but resurrection has come to them today. There's peace in the midst of all of this chaos. There's understanding in the midst of all of this chaos. There is guidance and direction in the midst of all of this chaos. And we as your children will walk in the power of your resurrection. We'll understand that all things will work together for good. For them that love you, not by lip service, but by action and duty, will work together for us. I give you thanks, our Father. I give you praise for us. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for the power of your resurrection. Thank you for the power of opening blinded eyes spiritually and naturally unstopping deaf ears helping hearts to understand that you are God and we thank you I'm going to pray for all of you all and then I'm going to come out and serve you all the Lord's Supper I want you to put your mask on to be wise and if you have gloves you can put them on as well I'm going to bless the 
Lord's Supper now, and then I'll bring it out to you. I want you to prepare your hearts. But before I go there, I want you all to hear me and everyone pray with me. Say these words to the Lord Jesus. I am a sinner and I have sinned. God forgive me. And I repent. Save me, Lord. More hurt, harm, and pain, shame. Turn my life. So, Jesus, I'm asking you to come into my heart and save me. Wash me in your blood and keep me, is our prayer. Now, turn your heart. Let's pray for the Lord's Supper. Would you prepare your hearts? Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we come before you asking for forgiveness for any sin or transgression or iniquity. Cover us in your blood and hide us behind your cross. Prepare our hearts and our hands and our mouth to receive your body and your blood. He said in the very night that you were deceived, you took the bread that symbolized your body and you broke it and blessed it and you passed it among them. Father, bless the bread that is symbolized in your body that was bruised by our transgression and our sins and all of our iniquity. And God, as we become a partaker, strengthen us where we're weak, build us up where we've been torn down. And that same night, you took the cup that held the fruit of the vine, which symbolized your blood. And Father, you said without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for our sins. No longer do we have to depend on the blood of the bulls and the goats and the doves and the turtles. Turtle doves and all those things. But we have the precious blood of Jesus Christ. That blood that we're about to become partake of, sanctify, purify our hands that if we hold it, it will give us life and life more abundantly and strength. It will heal those that are aching in their bodies physically spiritually, where they've been torn down physically and spiritually, build them up again. Now, Father, you bless the bread and you bless the wine, and then you pass it out to the blood. I ask you to bless every hand that we receive, every mouth that we be partaker, that every heart and mind be at peace in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And all of the hearts of God's people said, amen and amen. I'm on my way out. I'll serve you all. God bless you. God bless you. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.